we're we're sitting here. Everyone, all the people around us, we're sitting here having a good time, playing checkers, playing cards. Every person is going to be waking up on the day of judgment, thinking the exact same thing: Am I going to be on this side or am I going to be on this side? Exactly. And when you put it in that aspect, everything in this fucking world is stupid. It's it's crazy, but like when you have everything you want, you don't pray. But when you when you desperate for something, you want something, yeah. you want some Allah, you have that softness in your heart. And then when you have it all, you have this arrogance, and then you don't go ask Allah. Yeah, so to. not praying is equivalent to arrogance. I, I, th I don't think like uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like praying for being thankful is like advertised enough. It's more so about like pray for forgiveness or pray for that, right? It's just like same thing, right? It's like mm -hmm. when you're in college and you have an exam coming up. You pray the most during that time. Yeah. After you pass the exam, you're like, okay, I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of the ayah uh, in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that he, he made you from semen. So really, firstly, think about this. You could read this in different ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote it beautifully and respectfully, of course. But think about where we came from. We came from semen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, then he gave you a shape. He formed you and then blew into you your soul. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you a hearing, sight, and heart. How little are you grateful? SubhanAllah. And it's just like what you said. The guy, he once he got everything, he forgot about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's just like, how, how little are we actually thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? I mean, there's like, I mean, there's so many small blessings too, right? Like being, being able to breathe properly, having two hands, a nose, like even just like being able to live your daily life. Going to the bathroom. <laughs> like imagine being in a position where you have to have somebody like help you to go use the restroom or something like that. Sometimes, unfortunately, like... It takes a certain situation to happen until you become that aware. You know what I mean? And, and I think a, a big thing is too, is I think I think some of us sometimes forget Jahannam. Yeah. I think at a certain, certain point, you, for, for, you forget about how really severe Jahannam is. And like, and realizing how severe Jahannam is and yeah. knowing you want need to stay away from it, helps you so much like think about it from a human's perspective right yeah. don't forget even religious out take religious out of it let's say there's a normal guy in here who's doing nothing in his life right yeah. if i tell a man dude you need to work hard you can get rich yeah they'll be like nah i'm just chilling right it, it's i'm doing fine already. yeah i'm doing fine yeah. already like i don't yeah. it's fine i don't want to work hard you tell him bro if you're coming down this road you're gonna be homeless like you're not gonna have a penny to your name like what affects him worse what would affects him more what makes him say crap i need to get my life together is it that want for the best or is that fear of the worst I mean, it's going to be a rude awakening for that type of person, yeah. right? When something happens to him, then he's going to realize like, oh, crap, you know what? What Taha was telling me, he was right. <laughs> another thing is, too, is that maybe another reason is that like we don't see Jahannam, right? So we don't necessarily have like the proper amount of fear. It's kind of like the same thing even with good deeds, right? Like the, the reward for like if you go to the masjid, bring in the first stuff. Like people say that if you really did understand the reward of that, Bro, you'd be fighting for that spot every time you go to the masjid. Imagine if we could see a tally sheet. <laughs> like, like this many good deeds, yeah, this many bad deeds. Yeah. Like, lives would change. I was 100%. literally telling that to Simran last night. Literally, I was sitting there and it just hit me. And I was like, Simran, think about this. I can check how much money I have in my bank account. You can check how much money you have in your bank account. But we both have a bank account of good deeds that neither of us know. And bad deeds. Yeah, stuck up. We don't want to think about that. <laughs> no, I'm just keeping it real, bro. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, um... Well, about Jahannam, you said that we don't really know how Jahannam is. I agree with you, 100%. And no matter how much we contemplate and think about it, we'll never know. Yeah. But when I personally realized that when I'm trying to actually learn about the Day of Judgment or anything in the Quran, late, late, late at night is the best time to read it. When everyone in the world is asleep or doing whatever they're doing, you're alone in your room and you're reading about boiling water being poured on top of people. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, during the middle of the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow you to have a little slight peek of a window of what is going on. 
and mm. it's so freaky. But I think another thing is too is the fact that you're going out of your way to like learn. That also gives you a sense of like contentment, right? Because then you have the people, like you said, like yeah, I'm just chilling. So like, kind of don't really know what's going on, like you yeah. know how your deeds are tallying up. So then he doesn't know how much he should really be like, yeah, aware. yo, bro, I gotta get my life together. Think about space, for example, this universe. Mm-hmm. How it's it's a it's a it's a full of nothingness basically, and it's constantly expanding of nothingness. Okay, think about if someone was stuck in a spaceship, and they said, okay, you can only get out once the uh, he's flying towards the uh, the ends of space, and someone tells him you'll only be able to get out when you reach the end of space. <laughs> think about how. <laughs> think about, and honestly, honestly, I do believe. People will have an understanding of that stuck for law on the day, judgment and yeah, in hellfire. But then it's too late. Because this this universe Allah SWT created was not useless. These things are not useless. Dude, if Allah SWT is giving us the, the understanding of this universe being constantly expanding, how frightening is it that you're stuck in a spaceship and okay, the only hope is that when I get to the end of the space, then I'll be free. But it's traveling way faster than you're traveling and it never ends a stuck for Allah. And, and I genuinely believe, and I, I I read the Quran, and it seems like people understand this concept when they wake up, when they're resurrected on the day of judgment. Because mm. the moment they wake up and they realize, Allah SWT is going to give them an understanding or something to see, where they understand that they're either in this spaceship of going towards the, the ends of space in a negative way or in a positive way. And astaghfirullah. How fearful are the people going to be on the day of judgment when, they're, when they don't even know, Ya Allah, which way they're headed, you know? Like, but then it's too late. Yeah. Look, at, look at how stupid this freaking world is when you think about it in that aspect. We're, we're sitting here, everyone, all the people around us, we're sitting here having a good time, playing checkers, playing cards. Every person is going to be waking up on the day of judgment thinking the exact same thing. Am I going to be on this side or am I going to be on this side? Exactly. And when you put it in that aspect, everything in this freaking world is stupid. I mean, that's life, man. That's why you have to just kind of do your best. It's illusion. It's a game, man. It's illusion. <laughs> it's a simulation. It's a, game. it's a simulation. I believe it. But I believe Allah created the simulation, not some alien. Mm. <sighs> yeah, Allah. Astaghfirullah. The monster's coming out, people. Huh? <laughs> so the monster's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. There it is. <laughs> and going on a deeper level, what what is hell? I personally believe that hell is distance from Allah and let me let me tell you this distance from Allah means distance from good distance from good means you're surrounded in bad the hell the worst part about hellfire is not the fact that you're getting tortured think about this it's the fact that you're far away from your Lord your Rabb there's also that you're, people... who's gonna help you Allah SWT says that there is no intercessor there is no one a protector other mm. than Allah so when you're when someone astaghfirullah is in, in in the place where he's far away from Allah subhanahu wa taala, and he asks the angel, "Hey, tell yeah. your Lord to help me out here," Allah subhanahu wa taala will give him a response, "Make your prayer," but Allah subhanahu wa taala does not answer those prayers of the transgressed or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like the story you were talking about, how like people are going to ask the angels, "Hey, ask your Lord." When he, at that point, he's no longer like that. That that person in Jahannam is no longer. Allah's slave. He's not, Allah is no longer his Lord. Mm. So he has to ask, hey, talk to your Lord for me because I, because you can't. When and you, and you, Jahannam, you cannot talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have been cut off. And, right, your entire life, you had this direct phone line. Like, you yeah. have Allah anytime you want. Exactly. But not, af, not after you're in Jahannam. No, but At there's also point. people who may initially go to Jahannam 
And after they serve their time, sorry, I don't know if that's the right word to say, they can be forgiven and then they go to Jannah. Those people are still, they don't, until that point, they have no communication with Allah. Yeah. And those people are going to be considered the poor people of Jahannam. They're going to have a burn mark on their on their forehead that marks them for the rest of eternity. Saying, hey, these weren't some of the, these were the people who went to hellfire first. And that, I mean, think about, this won't be like a minute or two in the fire. This is yeah. hundreds and thousands of years in the yeah. fire before you get out. Think about it. When you accidentally touch something, you touch a hot a hot pan, that burns. For you for like a millisecond, you touch it, and you're like, oh my God, you're in so much pain. Yeah. This is thousands of years of having no hope. You lose, you lose hope. You for, like, you're like, yeah, like, I love promises, but like, you, you forget about it. You're sitting there like, without hope, you're just being burnt over and over again. Your body disintegrates, and you're like, okay, it's done. I'm dead. Like, my body's gone. I can't get burned anymore. And then all that skin, all that muscle comes back to get burnt again. And think about this. The people when they enter Jannah, the things that they're going to be most happiest about is the fact that they were saved from Jahannam. True. They're surrounded with all the the blessings that everyone wants to do, worldly things that they want in life. They finally get everything that they could ask for. And but more. they're not thankful, firstly, about the fact that they have that. They're firstly thankful for the fact that they didn't go there. That's huge.